Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. This is your boy, JBJR on the mic. Uh, down with the second interview uh, of Web Calls for 2020. And uh, this time, I got a fellow STL native on the line. One of the wow. homies, man. I've known this man since literally 2009, I guess. Was it 2009? Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah, since two yeah, yeah, so when I got in the scene back in two thousand nine. So yeah, about 10, 11 years, man. You know, this been my guy, man. Always been a good dude, man. Fellow producer, man. Fellow rapper. Hell been hell been hella 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 supportive and been doing like major things out on the East Coast again over in NY. So I got another uh fellow NY homie, man. So shout out to my boy and welcome to the show, like Symphony. Yo. What's going on, brother? What up with it, man? I appreciate that intro. You don't, I don't get many great intros in life, so I'm gonna just cherish. <laughs> I'm gonna cherish when somebody give me a good introduction somewhere. Dog. I get a lot of decent ones, you know, but I, I don't get them them thought out, laid out joints, man. So I appreciate that one. How y'all doing? Oh, bro, man, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Everything is good, man. Like it's you know beautiful Friday afternoon, man. Just was able to go ahead and uh, you know, not only get some work done at actual work, but get some work done with this. And like uh, like I told you right before we start recording. Um, Blake is actually one of the first people that I wanted to do a web call with. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, so he was actually one of the very first people I wanted to do it with because I know you always fuck with the show. So I was like, damn, oh, yeah. you know, and I was like, damn, I want to get a web call on there. I want to get someone I know I've has been fucking with it for a long time and someone I actually knows. So I was like, Blake would be a good person. And then you just so happy me, you happen to be talking about it. And he was like, yeah, man, I want to be on the show. Like, cool. Being, yeah. some, being some time, kind of like I told y'all last episode, finally got everything in order recently, got a whole new system, got my own shit set up, and everything sounded wonderful. So now I can start doing these interviews. So anyone, you know, just like my boy Blake here and like my girl Murder Meg's last episode, shout out to her. Um, if, you know, especially if you've been a, if you've been a contestant of Fresh Produce or if me and you have talked before and I'm supposed to give you an interview on here, please reach out to me because I definitely do owe a lot of people a lot of interviews. I want to make sure we get you guys out and heard. And so I'm a man of my word and I'm definitely catching up on all these interviews. So make sure you check us out at Fruit of the Boom Podcast on all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod. That's the name of the actual, that's our actual name on all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod. And of course, catch us on Spotify, Apple Music Podcast, iTunes, uh, Google Play Music Podcast, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, Mixcloud, a whole bunch of stuff. So we're out here. So we're on all the major podcast platforms. So just search Fruit of the Boom Podcast for that as well. And we'll go ahead and get the show started, man. Uh, that's enough of an explanation. But uh, go ahead and get things moving, man. I want to go ahead and ask you the same starting question I'm going to ask everybody. And we're going to go from there, bro, which okay. is how did you get started in music production? Man, okay, so it's it's probably like two or three layers to it. Uh, the first start, I would say, was the the mental start. Um, I would say uh, along in my childhood, every so often there'd be a song that I really liked and the music would really capture me. Um, it started probably with like Rump Shaker uh, with, the, with the saxophone and then Criss Cross. I was in first grade then, shout out to Baden Elementary School. Um, yay. Uh, so rub shaking crisscross, I really noticed and poison. I, I really just, there was something sonically going on that I really liked about it, but you know, I'm little, so I'm just going with it. Fast forward gangster paradise by Coolio. The music gives me chills. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on, but when I hear this, I'm in a different zone. Right. 
<clears throat> and when we look back on that song, we kind of like laugh a little bit because it's Coolio, but that was actually like a really serious, like huge record in the back back in the day. Yes, it was. Um, then fast forward, and this is like where I really usually start if I'm not on a uh, you know a podcast where we can all talk music is uh, Timberland um, on Are You That Somebody. Um, there was that's the first time in my mind where the beat felt like the feature along the beat and the producer felt like the feature along with the artist and the song and that was the first beat i could kind of do on a on a on the drums or do on the desktop because you could just kind of pound it that boom boom ta, boom boom ta, boom 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 but i remember being at my grandmother's house and thinking that is there a baby in the room is that baby outside like where am i hearing this baby from? <laughs> i had to realize that that was in the beat you know what i mean and Tim right, right. was the first producer that i really like there was lobster and scrimp with jay-z after that and there was like uh um all the other leah songs that he did i had to go back before all you that somebody to realize he did those songs it was the genuine records it was the missy records mm-hmm. it was the timbaland and magoo records timbaland was the first producer to really just turn my ears on so after that like i'm listening to beats like do you got something different going on in your beats or do you got something going on that makes your beat really stand out from the average kind of like smooth like shouts out to track masters but like they made a style that everybody copied that made everything kind of just smooth and together and everything but that sounded mm-hmm. like a nice normal timbaland made something like like when he sampled spider-man like right that that just sticks out when you're watching rap city or any of those vet shows the timbaland beats just jump out the speaker they just stick out they sound like something different they don't sound like the regular groovy just cool bag it sounds like it's something different going on in this man's mind so it started with timbaland and then evolved um from timbaland to i would say uh probably swiss beats and manny fresh were the next ones to get to me at the same time like that 98 99 time mm-hmm. um rough riders anthem once again the swiss beats tracks just they were so sparse they just cut through they sounded like something different they didn't sound like these huge magical productions they sounded like just you know exactly how the beat goes because there's only a few things going on um manny fresh on the flip side uh i remember listening to the intro on juveniles 400 degrees and if you go back to that just how jazzy and smooth and and beautiful that sounds and he says mm-hmm. it um uh beautiful like <laughs> like how how great the beat sounds like that to me was just like holy cow and that that made me tune in to manny fresh so mm-hmm. these were like the building blocks for me to really really listen to like beats and i think that all warmed me up for like you know of course eventually like the neptunes like right after them and then like kanye and everybody else but like those were the building blocks for me like as an actual producer like and of course like i'm saying all of this these are like what's on the ground like the heaven above me so to speak and the, and the sun's shining down it's like you know michael jackson and all the motown records and all the 80s records like that's like the <laughs> that's that's like the uh the dinosaur ages that that brought us into the modern day so you know you can spend all day going through those but like that mod those modern day building blocks just starts there with me that's what's up man that's that's what's up that's a damn good uh that's a damn good explanation man that's that's a lot of information that's a lot and you know what i'm glad it's broken down like that because and i'm glad you brought up timberland like that man because i mean be honest with you like that's probably one of the outside of maybe three six maybe i would say that was like the first real influence that i was like oh damn who is this and like everything that you just said that like i had similar feelings it was like oh man and 
you know, especially when uh my shit that really made me really fuck with uh Timbaland more than anything, like for real, for real, was probably uh Socket to me. Cause I was like when I saw the yeah, video, oh I was like God. Yeah, and when I saw the video for Socket to me, I was like, Oh shit, Mega Man. You know, I'm a gamer, so yeah. I'm like, oh shit, Mega Man. And well, you just gave me chills, bro. <laughs> All right, so let's let's stop let's give Socket to me one second because people gloss over Socket to me and when they go when they talk about Missy because she had like bigger songs, but that one was rock solid. So the man. video we could go on on and about. We all love Mega Man, we could go on about the video, but let's talk about like the Sonics. First, he samples the uh, the ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. Like yeah. that same that that same sample that Lauren Hill used to sing, he samples the actual record. And then the drums on that record, I remember really feeling like, yo, the kick and I didn't call it the kick and the snare, I just called it the drums, but the kick and the snare, I think I used to call it a kick's bass. All the kicks was bass when I was a kid, because I didn't know no better. Mm -hmm. um, but the kick and the snare was so crisp and they just jump out the speaker. Like, it's almost like you don't hear nothing else. It's a sample and it's just him on the kick and the, uh, on the kick and the snare. And it's just so beautiful. Like, whew, boy, Soccer Timmy is one of those tracks, man. It, whew, I'm so glad you pointed that out. Um, and Soccer Timmy, um, she's a bitch. Oh my God. Like, whew, oh my God, man. Like, like, Missy and Timberland is this like an institution in and of themselves. Missy and Timberland, yeah. Missy and and uh, I mean uh, Timberland and Aaliyah, Timberland and Genuine, a hundred percent Genuine album, where it's just like all Timberland. Boy, like Timberland's an institution, dog. And yeah. maybe in real time, I don't think I bring him up enough, even though I love him and I pay attention to everything he does and always have. I I'm glad you asked me this because like Timberland really kicked my ears off for everything else that I delved into. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Because you know, like I said, he's he's such an integral part in like so many people, like top five or top ten producers of all time, and understandably so. You know what I'm saying? Because he said he said a standard back in the '90s where you hearing the same quality shit almost 30 years ago. Now it's yes. like it was like what the fuck? I was like wait a minute, like his shit sounds damn near almost indistinguishable, like quality wise, like sonically. No, it's it's what it's the wildest shit. You like it's wow. crazy. Like, and, and you notice that I noticed that with a lot of uh, VA producers, man, a lot of Virginia producers like got that. Like I know Teddy Riley probably me is like the, you know, he's the king of all these niggas. You know what I'm saying? So he, I'm looking at yeah. him like you know, you listen. So you hearing like all of that, hearing that influence. Then you got this in the temple. Then you got uh, the Neptunes, and then you had no big. Oh. You know, you got all these niggas, you know, and you see it like what an influence, and you know, and lo and behold, you know, us being from St. Louis, he was just like, yo, these yo. niggas is ill. These niggas are crazy. What is going on? Like, so there's Timberland, and then right after that, I would say Timberland was like the setup. You know how they have the old Dwayne Wade to LeBron James clips going to alley oops? I would say Timberland was the alley oop, and LeBron James, the LeBron James dunk was like the Neptunes for me for that whole Steve's, that whole sound. Um, because they were able to take that same kind of state of mind with the Sonics, but then it was musical too. So they could really like stretch it out and it wasn't just like a like a rap and pop type of thing, a rap and R and B type of thing. They could literally go to every genre and just 
has some musicality to it so they could they could soften it up they can make it hard they can make it sparse they can make it real groovy they can make it like like whatever you want it to do um mm -hmm. so i would say my holy i'm gonna just go ahead and throw it in there you probably might have been gonna ask me later but my holy uh trinity for production personally is uh neptune's timbaland and kanye um those are the those are like my three building blocks and of course there's a lot of people around that that you can add to the table but those are the like the three building blocks Timbaland for his rhythms and his sample selections and his sound selections, the Neptunes for their grooves and melodies, and then Kanye for early on how amazing he picked samples, like <laughs> like the ear for yeah. samples is just immaculate. And I would say an honorable mention is Just Blaze on that same Kanye tip. Um, so yeah. You know what, man? And you know, at this point, I used to have like a uh, a Holy Trinity or a top five, but you know what, man? It's you know what? I think at this point it's kind of interchangeable because it's like for me at least, it's just like man. Because I mean, of course, you know, I you know old Kanye shit, you know, bad college dropout through like all the way to like graduation days is part of a lot of niggas' childhood. It's part of my adolescence. I'm sure part of yours as well. You know what big I'm saying? Time. Yeah. So you know, and hearing all that shit was a big influence. Then you know, hearing the, you know, then you got Just Blaze, of course, and all the shit he done for Rock and Flair. And then you got like for me, Jay Diller. Jay Diller, you no, know, of oh, course, yeah. you no. Know, you know, today happened to be you know his birthday. Him and uh, oh wow, Jabba's birthday. Yeah, because February seventh is him, it's his and Nujaba's birthday. I'm over in uh, Japan. Like they share the exact same birthday down to the day and year. Oh wow! So happy birthday to Jay Diller, man. We can't be on no podcast yeah. and and not and not uh, wish to go to happy birthday. Um, Jay Diller, not to cut you off, but just to sort of blurb, Jay Diller came in for me. I would say Kanye and Just Blaze opened up my Jay Dilla palette because now I'm ready to go by 06 for donuts. And first, shout out to Vandalism. Uh, Van man, in St. Man. Louis. Van Van actually played me Jay Dilla beats that I still haven't never heard to this day. Uh, hmm. we, we was friends in late high school and his girlfriend at the time went to my school and I would already knew him. It hmm. was some after school, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, when the girls play football or whatever, the powder puff game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there for his girl, gave me a ride home, played some his music, played some beats, and he was like, Oh yeah, this beat is a beat by my man Jay Dilla. And I swear I never heard it. Like the the sample is like, um, see you at the right time. Dun, dun. Oh, is there a long right time? Dun, dun. Okay. Dun, dun. And I was yeah, just like, okay. Whoa, this is you. I was like, nah, that's my man Jay D. I was like, man, this is ill. I've never heard this anywhere. <laughs> like I still haven't heard it to this day. Um, but yeah, yeah, like Kanye and Just Blaze probably like got me ready for like going even deeper with the samples and the cutting and the flips and stuff like that. Cause they kind of gave it to you straight out. JD kind of like, he took you somewhere else with it. Like it was, it was like another world, like the way he used to flip, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't all about boom bassic. It was really about the sonics and the vibe and stuff like that. So they was like my, my training session for him. So. Um, that's a whole nother music appreciation that I got largely because of Jay Dilla. Um, and I want to, I definitely got to always, uh, uh, pay homage and, and, uh, happy birthday to the GOAT, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Like say Dilla and in particular Adult Swim, shout out to Adult Swim, man. Um, Hell yeah. I'm going to say this, man. So this is about 2006, 2007. So whenever Adult Swim started doing a lot of those bumps and stuff. 
that's when I got hooked on who Jay Dilla was because that's when I first heard Donuts is because of a dust film bump. And me and my me and my partner James Burrell, shout out to him, you know, uh, you know, and then we him we, we was fans of Donuts. We became fans of Donuts through like shit like that because he's he he's the reason he got me started making beats. He got my issue started. So I'm like, Word. okay. So uh, so I'm listening to Dilla. She's like, mind you, I was doing some sampling at the time, like just here and there, but listening to Dilla. Donuts in particular was still one of my top favorite albums of all time, just period. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And I it, it when you talk about fan. beat tape, when you talk about not to cut you off, when you talk about beat tapes, I think like for a lot of us in this generation, it all starts with like donuts. It all starts with Jay Dilla. Like the concept of just putting beats on an album and just listening to beats. For me, it started there. Jay Dilla, and then maybe Flying Lotus right after that. But it mm-hmm. really started with Jay Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. You good? You good? No, no. I was just saying uh, the men in the, the day. I was just saying uh, Dilla started me out. What Kanye and Dilla started me out. But then I was like, wait a minute. Kanye and Dilla want to be like P. Rock. Let me start listening to more P. Rock. That's and real. that and that I was like, let me just start listening to P. Rock more. And then so when I started listening to P. Rock more, which he one hundred percent is the go to a lot of this shit. A lot of these uh a lot of the soulful boom bap shit like really comes from him. So it's like uh so I was listening to that and then now like that became like I was listening to what's the shit called? Peace Tremendous. Like I was listening to a lot of that stuff and yeah, that got my that got my ear going. And so that taught me a lot of shit. And so I just kind of just went from there, man. Then, you know, I was listening to, like you said, the Flying Lotuses. Then, like, the Black Milks is out there. Then I'm hearing the Alchemist. Shout out the Black Milks. So, you know, all these niggas out here, you know, existing. You know, then, of course, you're hearing, like, niggas back in the hometown, like the Black Spades and shit like that. And, of course, the Vanderbilt. Big time. Like so he's like, man, you're like, these niggas out here. You're like, oh, shit. So, so let me tip yeah. my hat real quick, too, because you, 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 you put a lot of coins in the machine right there um first when okay so i got the name blake symphony um inspired heavily by one alicia keys and then also pete rock and i did and the inspiration is i wanted a name that sounded like it could be almost real (laughs) but it's not you know what i mean like it's a stage name but you could say it as normal as a regular name alicia keys is not alicia's real uh last name but it sounds like it could be you could legit just call her alicia keys and that sounds like a normal thing pete rock i'm not sure if that's his last name or not because i haven't researched that like lately but like if it, it, it i think he named himself pete rock if i could be wrong i could be totally wrong but either way it's if phillips. His last name i think it's rock, phillips i think it's, it's phillips. phillips okay okay so he named himself pete rock you know like rock the beat or whatever rock the party um but it sounds normal. So Blake Symphony, for me, it, like, you don't know anybody named Symphony, but it rolls off like a normal name. You know what I'm saying? And the one of my direct influences was Pete Rock on that. So I got to tip my hat, let alone, like, his actual music and the foundation he set. Like, I got to, that's, like, probably his, my biggest nod to him is, like, the inspiration to name myself the way I did. Um, also, uh, Van, also back in the day, uh, when I was getting started with beats, I would send him, I would let him hear everything that I was doing. And I appreciate him so much for just listening and listening and telling me what to do and that I'm growing and all of that. And I appreciate him for telling me to, that my drums was whack <laughs> because that made me like focus on, on drums and percussion more, especially in my sampling days. Like he made me, like I still sample, but he made me when I was like beat, like 
deep sampling. You know what I mean? So your drums really got to knock. Your drums really got to speak to the sample. You can't just, as you know, you can't just throw any old drum sonically on any old sample. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Van was integral in my, my early development. That's the first guy I knew that was really doing it, that could really bring Knife Wonder to town and stuff like that. Like, so I, uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Black Spade, too, for just to this day being a big bro. Um, and to this day, just, you know, always lending that ear and always just being an encouragement, man, especially those early days when I was just meeting you and I was just stepping on the stage in St. Louis, like outside of my college and different colleges, mm-hmm. giving me little tips as an MC. You know what I mean? Like it made me stronger. It made me do better sets. You know what I mean? So like, you know, you, like I said, you named some heavyweights in my story. So I had to slow down for a hot second. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, by all means, I mean, the same heavy voice that you pretty much listening. I mean, I, I'll say it being influential to me to expense, especially the homies here, like I said, like the you know, the Black Spades and the Vandalisms, because both of them, kind of like you said, you know, they've been big homies to me as well. You know, Spade put me on game and, like, stuff I needed to do just kind of help get my stuff out there heard more. And Van was just always just being a supportive-ass nigga ever since he saw me beat out. And so and he been, right. and we just been nothing but, you know, homies. And so, like I said, uh, he would tell me kind of the same thing. Like, hey, man, try doing tweaking this, that, and the third. And I would do that. I would take some advice, you know, for anyone, whether it was Spade or whether it was Van or Trifecta. Shout out to my boy Trifecta. And all these, Shout you know, out to Trifecta, man. Yeah, yeah you know. Yo, Trifecta is one of the – Trifecta <laughs> – I, I got respect for everybody doing it, but Trifecta one of the guys that I like don't mind taking L's to. Like nah, <laughs> somebody picks some Trifecta beats over me, it's cool. Like I remember I went against Trifecta in one of the Slumfest uh beat contests back in the day. And mm. I just I went too left. I played like more of a, like like this Mario sample is more of a dance type track and he played like a banger. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's trifecta. <laughs> he played like a banger, like that, like it sounded like some uh T I DJ Toop type stuff. I was like, Oh, why did I leave with this beat? And I lost. I was like, Hey, I'll take that L dog. Trifecta is truth, man. Shout out to Trifecta. Now, shout out to Big Homie, man. That's my nigga, man. Shout out to him, definitely, definitely, man. So, I'm, I'm no, I'm glad we definitely, uh, you know, I'm glad like a lot of people are hearing they're like, yeah, like I, I've been, I mean, I judge Fresh Produce shit like that, but understand, like it's a reason why I judge Fresh Produce. So it's like, yeah, this, yeah. this the reason why because I've known a lot of these same people back in the scene from, like I said, literally 2009, and I have a literal person right here that can tell you, you no, know, I've known a lot of people since 2009. Been in this city, you no, know, been, you no, know, been in these circuits, you no know, weekly beat battles. You know that to be, you, know, yeah, you definitely know that to be true. Weekly beat battles when yeah. it was bad time, the cowboy, you no, know, you know, trying to, you know, hang with trifecta, learning shit, and hang with all y'all, trying to learn shit, getting cool with y'all, and all that. Man. I mean, it's stuff out here that I'm glad, you know, that you know, seeing where we came from to where we at now, and which actually is a perfect segue. Uh, to you going and why you growing as a person, as a businessman, as a musician, um, that's been hell inspiring, man. So shout out to you for doing all of that, man. So, uh, thank you, man. Thank so, you, thank you. Yeah. So, so I just want to let the people know, like, how what made you want to go to New York in the first place, and how long have you been staying in New York? Oh uh, man. So I, I have to start um, around the time we met. So I graduated from Webster University in St. Louis in two thousand nine. Um, which was the middle of uh, the you know economic like crash, the recession. Um, so part of the reason why I was on the scene so hard was my sanity. I couldn't find a job in broadcast journalism in town, um, 
which was my what my degree my fresh degree was in i couldn't do nothing with it so my i just i i remember making up my mind like yo i'm going to focus on music like this makes me happy instead of being depressed about not being able to get a job and i'm gonna focus on music so um our time together and my time producing others coming out with music for myself as an artist and being on the scene doing shows going to festivals and just doing everything that i was doing was sanity first and then second like me trying to put some building blocks down as well because it is a dream that i had and uh plan b became plan a when the economy ain't have nothing for me but after two years um you know i was able to get some things accomplished and i realized that for me in my own personal journey um there was still another step to take um and shout out to uh hot 104.9 i remember um hot 104.1 sorry that's two different stations um playing my record a little miss ivy league on the radio and how amazing that felt and um but then it hit me and i'm gonna keep it a thousand with you it hit me it's just like yo i have friends that get all these songs played on the radio <laughs> like there's so much more to this journey like as dope as this is like there's so much more to this journey and um you know i i decided um because i was turning 25 uh in 2011 like june 21st 2011 and that when the year turned in january i was like listen if nothing else is happening here that is keeping me here substantially then i'm gonna go ahead and jump out to new york already had friends that was there uh shout out to uh byron my friend byron b uh laura byron b at shout out to byron b man i gotta get my man on the show man oh a thousand percent right now a thousand percent you actually do uh please do um but yeah like he was already out here and he was interning for bad boy um and i was able to get an opportunity with uh karma loop tv i don't know if y'all remember karma loop but a decade ago they was they was in the middle of everything you know what i'm saying and uh they had like a like a complex tv type of setup going on where they was doing mad content and pharrell was like a creative director and that attracted me um i reached out to the ceo on twitter and the CEO actually hit me back and was just like, yo, if you can get out here, then, you know, we can get get something for you, like an internship. So um, nice. I'm like, I'm like broke at the time. I'm working part time. Walgreens just fired me um, for, for being at South by Southwest too long. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm working part time for this businessman who uh, has a vision impairment. Um, Shark Cat, Mr. Rome, uh, has a vision impairment, but is it's still like this realtor and 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 rehabs properties and flips them so i'm on the computer for him i'm driving him around town um all the while i'm learning how to be a self-starter myself how to make cold calls how to follow up with people how to do this how to do that so that was actually a lesson and a blessing um bars <laughs> um but <laughs> anyway um fast forward man i make my way uh to to new york and i get to carmelo tv and the 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 first sign is i land here and I'm in LaGuardia Airport trying to find my bags. And I look over and Tyler Pali is talking to one of the security guards about something. And I'm like, holy cow, if that's not a sign, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm leaving the airport in Lambert and my mom is the only person to see me off. My friend Alan Day gave me a, a discount on my bag. Shout out to Alan if you hear this. He was working at the airport at the time. Um, he was in school, gave me a discount on my carry-on. Uh, my mom sees me off. I have no idea when I'm coming back. I got $200 in my pocket. And I'm like, yo, I got to do this. 
Um, I get out there, like I said, man, I see Talib Kweli in the airport. I'm like, this is a sign. I didn't even bother him because I just, I'm just like trying to get to Harlem uh, where Byron is staying. I get to Harlem and, uh, you know, just hustle up, man. The rest is history. Um, but yeah, I spent time at Carmelo TV, uh, writing content for them, uh, producing content. I even got a chance to like style J. Cole one time, which was pretty dope. I'm uncredited for that, but nice. look at his first, look at his first uh, photo shoot um, in the source. Um, and I, I helped with that. I helped with that whole thing. That's what's um, up. Yeah. And just all, so many stories, bro. Like I remember uh, if you look at uh, Jeezy's video where he's featuring uh, uh, Jadakiss and Fab, I helped with that video behind the scenes. Really, I was just facilitating like, um, <laughs> trying to keep everything like sane because you had three different entourages. You had Fab, which was more chill, and he had like, like catering, and they gave me a plate. But then you had like Jeezy. Jeezy's like a real nigga with real niggas around him. Like I remember, I was trying to go to the bathroom, and I guess Jeezy was in there changing. And one of his guys told me like, "You can't go in there right now." I was just like, uh, "What's going on?" He's like, "Jeezy in there. You gotta wait." <laughs> and this is where I work. <laughs> and but I was. I saw the real nigga in his soul. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not about to take this L. Then <laughs> you know, a Jeezy nigga. So, yeah. you know what I mean? But I but just stuff. But then, but then on the flip side, um, and Jeezy was cool, but you know, it's just, you know, they got folks protecting them. I understand that. Then on the flip side, Jadakiss was actually like, it, it was like a dream come true to go to Jadakiss and tell him like, yo, knock yourself out and we gonna make it or were super influential for me early in my production career. Like those two tracks were crazy for me and, and thank you. And he was like, yo, thank you for allowing it to inspire you. Like Jadakiss was the most chill one there, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, matter of fact, just, it's so many stories I could tell you, bro, but I think the big, the big lesson that I, I wanna give to everybody, cause I know there's like a thing, some folks are like, yo, I gotta get out of St. Louis and other people are like, yo, we gotta stay and build. My message to you is, bring resources if you got to leave and you bring your life somewhere else to gather them so be it if you got to stay and you got to bring people to you or you got to cultivate something there and you got to put up your antennas and bring the rest of the world home do that whatever fits your mission do that but at the end of the day the city needs resources and the city needs as much as we can get and my journey took me elsewhere but st louis never left my heart like i talk way too country to fake like I'm a native New Yorker <laughs> even, even and I'm I'm probably more proper compared to y'all now I'm probably more proper because I've been around all of these New York people but here I still sound hella country so I'm never like St. Louis is never leaving my, my mind or my heart you know what I'm saying but you know that was just a move I had to make to get closer to what I wanted because not only do I do music which you can do anywhere with the internet now but mm -hmm. I also work heavily in media uh, so I'm a videographer like a content maker as well uh, so that's a heavy thing to me, and it just uh, it doesn't stop here. That's a that's a legit thing to do here. In other places in the country, that's like something you know somebody to kind of do it. They might pick up the camera here and there. Here, that is a thing. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what I had to do. But you know, St. Louis is always in my mind and heart. Like if you if you carry on with me on Facebook, you see like I I literally keep my Facebook just to stay plugged into St. Louis. Hell yeah, man! And, you know, and you say you know me. And you we always keep in touch, not only just on the music tip, but just on you know black nerd shit, because that's just what we do. So you know, I so, 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 so that's I'm trying to see Birds of Prey this weekend. Yeah, man, I need to go check that out. I heard good, I heard some good ass reviews about that, man. So I need to go ahead and check that out whenever I get a second. So, 
Yeah, sure. man. Sure. But uh, so as far as I know, and you actually mentioned something um, while you was going doing your explanation just a second ago about content creation and you being a videographer. So speak. I wanted you to speak a little bit more on that as well. So and with your content creation, um, what are you involved in now? Like, and how have you like pushed that with your um, music production or just your music in general? Um. I would say so this is one huge thing I learned at uh Karma Loop. Um there would be a lot of artists, friends of mine, that would reach out and want to like get a song like on a website or something like that. And I told them, um, the way it works is we need visuals. Visuals, visuals, visuals. Because now it's so many people dropping music that at that time, this is about nine, ten years ago, there's so many people dropping records every day, MP3s every day. There's nothing for, that's not going to benefit us to post it. But if you got some dope visuals, we might could do something with that, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what we're pushing. Um, and and that, that, was, that was the big thing at the time. Now everybody got visuals, and now it's all about, like, having a whole brand now. Because now the, the water level has, has lifted. Um, so for me, that lesson, um, you know, I, so I left Karma Loop. Uh, Cause they, you know, they was going through things with their budget. They weren't making TV like they thought they were. Um, the Comcast put them on the back burner. So they just kind of reformatted and everybody left. All the video guys went to like Hypebeast. Um, I didn't have that bridge jump over. <laughs> so I just like started working independently. And within a couple of years, um, you know, all this life stuff has happened. I'm working full time at Guitar Center, like meeting all these celebrities and stuff like that, but still like working, working. Um, how I become a father, you know what I mean, which is a whole nother story. Um, mm -hmm. And I end up uh, deciding that it's time for me to jump back out and just get a product out there um, because it's been a while. I hadn't done anything since I left. Um, so I decided to put together my beat tape, Dreamcast. Um, and when the, shout out. Shout out, to, shout out to Dreamcast. And in the process of that, I get a, uh, I buy a camera. I buy a Canon camera. Because I like, I need to be able to make visuals for this. Because at this point, Instagram is out, so now I can get to people and advertise in a different way. I don't have to send. Uh, I, I still have to do the YouTube, you know, links and all that, but I could give them like a piece of these visuals now. So I like, I have to do visuals. I have to get to these blogs. I have to try to get this out there the right kind of way. Mm -hmm. As much as I want people to just sit down and listen, I got to be able to image too. So it started there, but then even though I didn't like bust out and become Kaytronada like I wanted to off of that album, what I did do was kind of reignite myself with my peers here in New York that's doing things on a really official level. And they see these videos I'm coming out and they realize that I'm the one shooting them. And it's like, oh, you do videos? And bam, the conversation becomes a whole new crap. You know what I mean? I set out to do mm -hmm. uh, music and people appreciate the music, but then it's like this, oh, wow, I really like your videos too type of deal. So. Um, it just went from there, man, you know, taking clients and uh, just just building and building. But, um, you know, one thing I want to message to producers out there, because I know how we are, man. We in the lab. The only lights on are coming from the computer or whatever you're using for your beats. And like, you know, you're shagging out and you ain't got your hair cut in three weeks because you make the greatest album ever. But the rest of the world still needs to be able to ingest and digest your material outside of just listening to it because unfortunately not everybody is an audiophile like that so what it what else are you doing to scoop them in and bring them in and i understand not everybody is a front man type of dude and not everybody is like not that or or woman not everybody's that kind of individual but think about your other talents think about the other things you do can you do a podcast 
or you know what I mean? Are you good with video and can you put dope videos to your visuals? Or you're a designer, can you make some 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 dope merch or um can you make like a comic book or something and make like an official soundtrack to it? Like what are these different things that you can do? You know what I mean? To make the the music that you're doing a whole brand, a whole a whole brain trust. You know what I mean? Something for somebody to buy into and not just listen to. Even though for us producers and us music lovers, listening is what it's all about. For the rest of the world, man, it's so distracting. You gotta give them a whole thing to step into. You know what I mean? No, no, you, that's 100. No, you, and that's right. And, and and I hope people really take that to heart because that's exactly what you said is exactly how I got into this dealing with podcasting. Because, like I said, I've, like I said, made beats. I've been, been making beats. I wanted to figure out, like, man, you know, I really like podcasting too. And so that's when you know, I got with, you know, the homies over straight out of low cash, you know, my niggas over there. And, you know, they introduced me to like, how to podcast. Shout out to them. And so they introduced me to like basically like how to podcast. And I joined with them and then which made me make this. And so over time, and so I know my love of beats and being a news producer brought me here. And I knew that's a talent. I was like, well, let me merge both these talents together, see what I can make out of it. And that's why I got here now. Just like you doing the same thing and then why we're all you know while your ventures dealing with you know content creation and videography and music production and rapping and things of that nature, you found a way how to merge all that together. And so I think that's very important to have that because have something supplemental that you can create something new out of, you know, and just, you know, going forward with that. Because, I mean, if you can make something, if you bring two of your loves together and make something new out of it, why not? You know what I'm saying? And then why yeah. even stay, why even stagnate yourself like that? Like, why not Absolutely. be creative and then go forward with that, you know? And that's why, and that's why I really, just to piggyback really what off of what you're saying, like, what you're saying is really 100% true. So, and hey man it's it's you know i think at the end of the day um you know we all kind of hit this block as creatives and we realize okay the thing we number one most passionate about unfortunately has become like super duper saturated right so even though we still a thousand percent believe in what we do uh how can we turn this kind of talent or this gift or whatever you want to call it into like something serviceable to where it's you almost find a way to kind of like nine to five it or second job it, so to speak. You know what I mean? To where it kind of mm. normalizes itself. It's not this pie in the sky that it's just like, you know, you feel like you hold on to. You've found a way to make it an actual real thing. And that's mm. by just making it a service. You know what I mean? You start a podcast, you do the beat battles. Y'all mess around and have uh, Red Bull come to town off the, the, the fact that you service in this, this event. You, you feel me? Like, and that's right, right, making right. beats. And you're still making beats, but. It's just it's always a it's always more business to do. You just got to get creative and think about what else can I bring to the table. Even though I love this, the number one, my number three thing might be the thing that really, uh, you know, spread my territory. You know, you can't you can't sleep on yourself. You know, let yourself be a whole entity, dog. Hundred percent. Like you got to become. You basically have to become a brand. Like make your like you become the brand. Like do that because that's what I had to do. Like I had to make. You know, now a JBJR brand, I had to make Fruit of the Boom a brand, a brand. I had to help make Fresh Produce a brand, you know, and all of those things like help get to where I am now. And I'm still building 100%. a brand. And I'm still I gotta, building a brand. I want to salute you on everything I say. I, I don't think I've ever taken the time to really do it. I'm going to do it right now. Like, I totally remember the JBJR, like, coming through, just showing love and just like happy there's a scene to like tap into. And then you done slowly but surely became like the plug. <laughs> like you done became you done became the dude to, to tap into, 
you know, to, to for certain things that's going on. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful journey, man. I can't wait to see uh, where you take it, you know? Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. I truly, truly do, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long time coming, man. And that's why like, I had to salute you as well, man. So because I've seen the moves you made. And, and it's nothing but respect. And, like, you got you, you really have nothing but my utmost respect for you to make the jump that you made. And now, you know, like you said, you being a father now, you know, facilitating that into, you know, having to put that in your life on top of everything. You know, it's, it's, not, it's nothing but respect, man. <laughs> like, you know, nothing but respect for me on that one, bro. Uh, thank you, dog. I, I appreciate it, man. We we uh uh, I, it, it's good to talk shop with people that's like minded, man. So I, I appreciate that. I know you a married man too, so uh, being able to dedicate yourself to all of this and, and then hold that down too. That's that's no that's no slim feat. And let me salute that. <laughs> yeah, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, it'll be five years this June with my wife and I. We've been together Celebrate. seven. Yeah, we've been together seven all together this past January. But yeah, it'd be five years married hey, in June. And yeah, man, that's, I can't. That's a beautiful thing, bro. Yeah, man, and that's that's the rock, man. That's that's my ride to die, man. So she she supported a nigga through all this shit. So so shout out to wifey, man. At the end of the day, you know, like I said, she the reason why I, uh, she pretty much, and I truly don't have no problem saying that. Like she the reason why, like I got we got the idea to make the uh, the all female beat battle for fresh produce, and that's why we got way more women competing now. So. Hey, they make you better, man. If if your wife don't make you better in in several ways, man, I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? She, they that enhance you. you. We there to enhance them as well. It's mutual, but they definitely that enhance you, man. So shout out to wife. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, so real, real quick, uh, while I got you, uh, while I still got some time left, I want to ask you one more, a, a couple more questions before we uh cut it off. Um. So, with your beats and everything like that, um, what you what are you using as of right now? Because that's the one thing I actually always kind of wanted to know. Like, since you've been involved in stuff, what are you using right now? Okay, so I jump around, but primarily, um, I start. I'm pretty much starting all my beats off Beatmaker app on the iPad Pro. Okay. Um, Beatmaker app is is the best beat making app. It's it's uh, it has everything. It has the 16 pads, or you could you could do like the the Ableton thing where you, you got like the 64 pads or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's 64 sounds or samples or whatever you're trying to set up. You can load in sounds off your Dropbox or Google Cloud or wherever you're getting the sounds from. Um, you could uh, sequence out the whole track. You can edit it. Um, you know, you can really do. You can really make music in its entirety on an iPad. But just for my comfort level, I get it about seventy-five percent done, and then I usually um, track it out and then load it up on uh, FL Studio, and that's usually where I mix it. And if I go, if I'm gonna throw any VSTs on it or whatever I'm doing, that's usually where I finish the track. So it's Beatmaker app and um, FL Studio, but Machine is in the mix of that too. It's just my controller's been broke for a long time, so it doesn't seem like I use Machine no more. But uh, no, nah, Machine's in the mix of that too. Uh, Machine was like the first tactile-based uh, DAW that I, I got my hands on years ago, and it, it opened up another side of my production. So Beatmaker app, FL Studio, and Machine. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know what the crazy thing is? You know, I never had a machine like that. I mean, I got a keyboard here, and I got like That's really board. surprising. For your yeah. style, the machine would be crazy. You know what? And, I ne and that's the one thing I've never – and you would think. And, like, I was like, I never, ever – to be honest, I never played on a machine ever. 
Wow. Never played on a machine. And oh, and no, I mean, I'm an FL guy. And like I said, and I always wanted to buy Ableton. And like you said, like Ableton is like, apparently, from what I heard, and you can bounce for me because you've used Ableton before, that yeah. apparently, apparently, if you are a sample head, that is the way to go. It's just you go ahead and use Ableton. So I was like, I was like, damn, I need to go ahead and start using Ableton. But I guess because I know my workflows work so well in FL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. So I yeah, guess that's why I, I kind of never deviated. But I need, I really want to try Ableton, man, because I know a lot of homes like, like the all the far face collective homies, they like they Ableton bound. Like a lot of them use Ableton. So yeah, I mean Ableton, bro. I've I got friends that use it. Uh, shout out to my friend uh, Original Saidi. He um he makes a variety of different type of beats, but his zone that he's in now is really in that uh, lo-fi and kind of like boom bap type of space, mm-hmm. and you have so much flexibility in that thing bro like honestly it's the most comprehensive doll on the market it's just like you said we don't got our work for in these different dolls so it's kind of hard to just switch everything over but honestly ableton it, like it'll do this thing where it you could play you could put a record in it and then it give you the midi for for the music that it's hearing so you don't even have to like if you want to let's say you want to take a sample but you want to like switch it out and just get the music from it get the notes it can read that for you dog like Mm. stuff like that (laughs) like ridiculous stuff like that like um uh and like every i every like uh ios app like for beat making uh kicks out to ableton it's called ableton link you probably know that it kicks to ableton right away so you instantly have a dog that's speaking to your app. So it's not like there's this dissonance and you got to take files like I do with Beatmaker. If I had an Ableton, like a real one, uh, not not a rip, uh, then I could just kick all my beats straight to Ableton and keep going. You feel mm-hmm. me? So it's it's the most comprehensive piece out there. I just haven't switched my flow to it, man. I'm just in the middle of too much right now. Nah, and that's what I need to do. I need to go ahead and uh, because it, it's not like I can't get Ableton and like that. I could totally get Ableton. I'll probably get to go get the well with the most highest version Ableton is right now if I really wanted to. It's just like, like it's like we just said, it's just workflow. It's just like my workflow worked too well. It's just like I've been getting to yeah. I get I get so much done the way I do it. It's just like in so much quality done. It's just like well. I need to go ahead and try something different. Just, just, just to go ahead and change it up some. But now I need, I need to get that shot, bro. Just, just cause, just to, just to say that I did it, man. Just to see what's going on with it. And then I look at it as one of those things too. Like when you ha- like, don't treat it like, man, I got to make some heat with this right away. We probably both should just like get our hands on it and then like do that on the side. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. get get accustomed with it, find the flow with it. So then you mess around and start like being able to really work with it the way you want to. Just give it that curve time and still, you know, you don't got to delete your other apps. You know, that's the beauty of technology. <laughs> like you can have all 10 apps that people use on there all at one time if you need to, you know what I mean? So, um, and then like even from like the, the relink where you could uh, have one app open, like a synth, let's say you got a synth or, Whatever you got going on in FL Studio, you can kick it over to Ableton, and then whatever you need Ableton to do with it, you can still keep working. You know what I mean? So it's a lot you can do with that joint, bro. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I definitely need to go ahead and see about that. Hundred percent, bro. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, brother. But yeah, actually, man, we, uh, it's great a conversation we had, man. You know, I always love the conversation. But if we gonna go ahead and start shutting it down, bro, because we had a, you, we got a lot of heat on this whole interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot right. of heat, man. So um, why I got you on here and why so the people can know, um, let people know how they can reach out to you and, like I said, any upcoming projects, anything that you got going on, you got support, bro. Bet. Okay. Well, um, I think the, the, the best way to reach out to me is, uh, Instagram at Blake Symphony, uh, B-L-A-K-E-S-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y. Uh, that's the best way to get me. Um, yeah, let's just start there. Just get on Instagram, please. <laughs> uh, if you, if you know me already, you probably follow me on Facebook, but, uh, yeah, Blake Symphony at Instagram. And, uh, what I got coming up is, uh, uh, Nomad, Nomad 2 Megajet. This is uh, travel-inspired tracks, um, a lot of dance, um, but also some some thumpers in there too. Um, and yeah, man, merchandise, new website coming, a lot of stuff coming, man. So uh, yeah, can't wait. I'm, I might have to come back on here just for uh, Nomad too. Yeah, most definitely, man. Yeah, I'm going to start doing some um, follow-up interviews with people, just a little short follow-up interview so people can get, like know what they got going on, man. So, no, I'm definitely going to, of course, stay in touch with you because we're the homies, man. I'm, I'm going to stay in touch with you about it, of course. So, I got you on that. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, man. But uh, let the good people know, man, if you got any other final words for them, man, like you want to go ahead and let them know, just period, just any final thoughts? Final thoughts is whatever you think is a dream or like – a side interest is actually a complete industry and business that people work every single day. So don't ever play yourself out of what you feel like you can accomplish because it exists 100%. Trust me. Hell yeah, man. I really hope people took that to heart, man. So yeah, make your dreams your business, man, and make money off this shit, man. That's what you got to do. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. But yeah, but brother, thank you so much, man, for taking the time out and just talking to me and having the interview, man. You know, definitely the pleasure was all mine, man. I truly do appreciate it again, man. Hey, man, it's a mutual honor, brother. Anytime. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So for all the good people out there, that's another dope episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, catch us in all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod, F-R-U-I-T-B-O-O-M-P-O-D on all social media. And, um, Fruit of the Boom podcast on all podcast platforms and check us out online at freshproducestl.com slash fruit of the boom. And every first Wednesday, we're going to be down at the time of Cowboy for Fresh Produce. So I'll let y'all later. Peace. Peace.